wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie? The Man in the Iron Mask? Yeah, he played two characters. The Man in the Iron Mask? Okay. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Love that guy. He played the Man in the Iron Mask and the guy that wasn't in the Iron Mask. Man in the Iron uh, what? Yeah. I don't think anyone was getting it in the butt in that movie. <laughs> they were. I Lot didn't think that, that, that far through. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, that'd be a good parody porn, though. Mm, what? Man in the Iron Ass? Man in the Iron Butt. Yeah. I don't know, I think ass sounds better. Mm. Fucked in the iron ass. That's a porno right there. Mm. Just yeah, maybe man with the iron ass is better, and that can just be like gay porn. You just keep making it easy. <laughs> yes, delicious gay porn. Democratizing stupid people. <laughs> I think I had one of the single worst dreams I've ever had in my life last night. What happened? Was it like the eclipse? Um, kind of, but like smaller and uh, more horrifyingly intimate. Oh. There were two <laughs> vampires, uh, 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 some murder, and some rape. Yikes. Jesus, man. <laughs> but the, see, here's but. the funny thing. I think my brain knew it was going too far because the last part mm. of the dream was like all the people involved sort of like getting up and talking to each other in a way that this was like, that implies that this was just like some sort of depraved sex act. And everyone was acting. <laughs> Interesting. It was damn, so man. messed up. Oh, your mind. Hmm. Yeah, Where did you get that mask? It, uh, oh, um, blah, 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 blah. oh my God! You're wearing a mask. That's what you meant. I didn't oh, see you. Jesus Christ! Oh. Yeah, I've been wearing this the whole time. Um, Why are you wearing the luchador mask? What the... Because All it's right. here. Okay. You know how I feel in this mask, Joe? You know? Right. I, I feel really... right. Okay. Uh... Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Otaku Connection, and let me apologize if I sound weird. My other microphone is acting up like you wouldn't believe, so I've had to, I guess, utilize spare number three of... Spare number two of three. Four microphones. And yeah, hopefully this won't be too long. I may just have to bite the bullet, and Bye one of the planned upgrades in the near future. This depends on whether or not the issues with the microphone or with the computer. I haven't fully diagnosed it yet, but uh, yeah. So, uh, outside of technical problems, we're still in the birth month. So, next up we got Bloodsport. Don't worry, as soon as April starts, we'll uh, get back to business as usual with actual anime. And uh, hopefully a theme month. I haven't figured out what yet. But yeah, until then, please enjoy. As bad as the acting was, like everything else is like fucking tight. Like, <laughs> this is great. 
But yeah. I can see why you like every time this movie comes up, you're like, I can't believe you like you didn't watch this when mm-hmm. you were like young. It was like it was like Street Fighter in Mortal Kombat. It, it it's like that shit was like made for me was when I was a kid, but like that shit was like this was made for the people that made that shit. Like, yeah, this was the concentrate that those two movies was made were made from. Mm-hmm. Right down to the ball punching. Yeah, um, was it Mortal Kombat was initially envisioned as a Van Damme-centric game based heavily mm-hmm. on Bloodsport. That's right. And that's also where, yeah, this is also where the ball punch kind of came from. Yeah, and how weird is it that it... Because I, I, I got elements of Street Fighter out of this, too, and then how weird is it that he eventually ended up playing Guile in a Street Fighter movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, this is it. It is that kind of film. A lot of uh, martial arts films you'd find in that time period, and even a lot of the ones after the fact, were always about a single martial art. You know, karate, kung fu, capoeira. In the case of only the strong, even like yeah. later stuff like um, <laughs> Om Bak is really good, but it's all Thai kickboxing. Uh, yeah. A lot of the Malaysian films coming out now are about uh, Pin Pinchak Silit. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Normally, a lot of the martial arts movies that come out are were were not so much are were showcase films for said style. Mm-hmm. Karate Kid had a bit of drama, but it was another one who didn't want to go out and learn karate after seeing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love those movies. Uh, Speaking of only the strong, there's a guy in this movie who is real wiggly and kind of like a frog. And oh, the black guy. Yeah, did he was he doing capoeira? No. What the fuck was no, that? this this is this was a part of contention when I showed not really contention when I showed this to my sister. She was like, "This is <laughs> fucked up," and I was like, "Yeah." So, cause, cause this African dude is doing monkey style. He's African. He looks African and looks mm. like he was actually training out in some kind of wilderness or some shit. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't boards. even connect that. Yeah. First, like the opening, like all the like them doing all the crazy fucking bizarre shit. All the yeah weird ass training. Like here, uh, mm-hmm. attack these ice blocks. Oh here's, yeah. Or or here's this like weird structure that's made for the sole purpose of holding a board that you can jump through and mm-hmm. I want to mm. know what was jumper cables what was the one that of those that you saw and you were like I got to go out and try that right now all of it <laughs> all of it cuz I know I probably would have tried to fucking get a piece of rope and tied like a big bag of ice to a tree or something yeah if I could figure out how to make a piece of ice that big i'd have done it yeah Um, if i can find something to hold the board so i could jump through it knee first i'd have tried that too i definitely tried the dim mock thing which i didn't even break the one on top (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you have even done the one with the the African African guy did where you climbed a tree and cracked the coconuts, which was just ridiculous. I can actually was, climb pretty well for someone who's not trained. I don't know if I have that kind of vertical leap that he had. That <laughs> shit was obscene. Wait, so Brian, those coconuts. was he doing monkey style? Yeah, it was monkey style. <laughs> I didn't know which, monkey style was a real thing. Yeah, it is. Um, I've seen it done in other instances. Um and much like uh, drunken boxing, it's really hard to sort of deal with, anticipate. Especially in the case of that monkey style, because you're you're literally moving on the ground. People are maybe used to kicking that range, but definitely not punching, definitely not grabbing. And if you're used to it moving around that fast, you're really hard to get a beat on. Yeah. Um, I can see a rationale with it that isn't horribly racist. But I don't think I can give whoever came up with this that kind of credit. I mean, I can imagine all kinds of rationale. I mean, it's the world, and things happen in the world. Well, and this is a, this is at at best, it's an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, you know, those styles were created literally by observing the animals. And mm-hmm. He's out in Africa trying not to see a goddamn animal out there. It's like Animal City. The only place that comes even close is Australia. Yeah, but but no, it's it comes from China, right? Oh, it was yeah, it was pioneered out there. Yeah, so it's I mean, who knows where that we could make a movie explaining how he went to China and learned monkey style. Yeah, well, th- th- <laughs> one of the things too is um, while you do have some people practicing what you might see as appropriate martial arts, you also have uh, people who like don't match up racially speaking which uh mm. i kind of appreciate i mean the the premise of the movie is a white guy using ninjutsu uh one of the more antagonistic uh characters is this uh thai kickboxer who i'm pretty sure was hispanic uh mm. saw a couple of mm-hmm. white guy kung fu white guy karate um, yeah speaking of white guys what was his the buddy he just looked like he was grabbing and punching. Yeah, it it looked like straight straight up like drunken brawling. Mm-hmm. And he's got the look of a biker. Um, mm-hmm. You do see him practicing in what looks like a boxing gym, though. Hmm. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. a straight up brawler, but yeah, yeah, there wasn't much there. Well, he was just well, the, there was yeah. a lot there in the form of him. <laughs> he, he's monstrous. <laughs> Yeah. Like and him, there's despite. some there's some like how should I put this there's some know-how to what he does it's not just broadly swinging hmm. yeah yeah that's kind of like that he's kind when i was seeing him fight he reminded me of that ufc fighter like the really big big guy the ah, crap what's his name like his name's bubba or big but i can't remember his name but um there's a usc fighter i mean the guy is ginormous he's huge and the way he fights was kind of like how the guy was fighting in the movie and it's just you would never expect someone that huge to be well good at anything but but hitting things <laughs> really <laughs> hard anything. yeah it's big yeah. people they don't know how to fucking do anything we should just fucking round them up and put them in camps right joe <laughs> Damn. That escalated quickly. (laughs) Joe said it. Joe's the one that said it. Rewind. 
Yeah, but you he said like they can't do anything. You, you said he said they can't do anything, and you straight jumped to camps. <laughs> <laughs> just put them on a big goddamn island. Okay. Just do it. Okay, now just it's on do it. Joe. <laughs> I, I, no, I, 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 I do I not endorse the feelings of either of my co-hosts on the matter of big people. <laughs> you're all cool in talk- my book as long as you're not dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Wait, job. so what did you guys think of that guy? I liked him. I think I've always <laughs> liked him, to be honest. Uh, it's hard. It's hard not to. Even though he's a drunken misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of dumb, but like, it's funny, I guess. It is. It, well, it was nice for for uh, Frank. Was it Frank? Mm-hmm. Frank. Frank was Jean Claude Van Damme's character, right? Yeah, Frank. It was nice for it was nice for him to have a buddy. Yeah, and considering how like how stoic he's playing it in this movie, you need somebody with that kind of personality alongside. Mm-hmm. And he's he's brimming with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was it was it was bugging me. I had to look it up. The the UFC fighter he reminds me of his name is Roy Big Country Nelson. That, that was, I've heard that name I've, before. I've probably seen him fight at least once. Yeah, he's a massive. He's like a really big guy, and he does like karate and other kind of stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. he fights a lot better than the <laughs> the brawler in this movie, but definitely reminds me of him. But, yeah. but anyway, I um, imagine I like him. He's really cool. I imagine definitely more technical. Um, there's something yeah. to be said for brawling in the sense of knowing what you're doing. Mm. and effectiveness like the thing you can say about him and his brawling is especially just like the look at him you know this guy fights a lot so while everything he is yes. isn't maybe like doesn't have a like that textbook element to it in the technique like he wouldn't be able to tell you from like step one to step three four how to do each of his moves they have been tested Time and mm-hmm. reminds me of and a, he like does a, them without yeah, like a berserker or something. Yeah, same type but, of deal. Going back to his like personality, I it's interesting watching this because I thought it was one of those times where I kind of assumed I, I knew what was going to happen with that, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, he's going to hit on this girl, and then and then he's going to piss him off in the bar, and then he's going to beat his ass. But then they became buddies, and I thought that was it was a nice change of pace. But <laughs> also, they never yeah. addressed that. But uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he does yeah, kind of have uh... the look of that first guy you see get whooped by the hero to establish the hero can kick ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought yeah, I thought they were going to establish a rivalry. Is what I thought. Like a, a weak rivalry mm-hmm. before, before Bolo stepped in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Motherfucking Bolo. That's yeah. him at 50. Mm-hmm. He was 50? He was 50 at the time that they made that. And he was that Holy goddamn shit. jacked. Goddamn. Guy's a That's... beast. Yeah. That's he's, crazy. He's one of my goals, fitness speak, <laughs> fitness wise. Oh, really, man? <laughs> You gotta get them crazy eyes. Yeah, and I gotta figure out how to flex the pecs. 
<laughs> I read something that said he was a super nice guy. Yeah, was, I think I've heard that was, too. Well, it was the the uh, what's his name? The guy that it's the I guess it's sort of based on Frank Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Yeah. yeah, he was like, oh, Bolo was like on set, and he's like super giant, but he's like super nice, and all he did was like hang out with his kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that makes oh. me wonder how old his fucking kid was if he was fifty. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, his kid. Like, I've seen at least one of his kids. They're they're grown and they're bodybuilders themselves. Mm. They're also jacked. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised. He's a nice dude. He just kind of got typecast as a villain, especially in China, just by virtue of how huge he was. It's like mm. we need someone scary looking. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish Bolo had like gotten more roles. Uh, he's gotten some. I wish he'd gotten more out here, like on the big screen. Like, I think there's only three movies where he's actually playing the good guy. And uh, hmm. yeah, you got to dig a little bit. Unfortunately, a lot of his um, a lot of his catalog is relegated to sort of a straight to video type area. Mm-hmm. Though this was at a time when straight to video was not was a more viable market. Let's say. Mm. Yeah. Especially with martial arts films in the um, 80s and 90s. <laughs> but yeah, more so than Enter the Dragon, this is what sort of like cemented his place in my mind is like movie badass. Yeah. I, scary uh, dude. There was a lot of references to Enter the Dragon. Yeah, most of his dialogue are quotes. Yeah. Yeah, Brick don't hit back. Also, the dubbing on his voice is, like, great. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what he really sounds like. Yeah, I kind of wonder. It's it's so over the top. Oh, that's over the top. That's why it's so great. (laughs) Yeah. You are next. And all their facial expressions was just, like, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, the... uh, the, (laughs) The, the picture for this episode is just going to be a collage of crazy-ass faces. Yeah, it's, mm. I love it. <laughs> so many great faces. Yeah, there's so many to choose from. Because like, I've seen that picture of just Van Damme like, so many times. Mm-hmm. And like I'm kind of wondering if it was like one iconic picture or if it was just like several. He just always looked like that in the 80s. I think that's the only time I can remember, and I've seen quite a bit of Van Damme. Well, he does it a lot in this movie on separate occasions. Yeah. But it wasn't one time. And I feel like, yeah, I know there's one where he's like, ah, from Kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I want to say outside of Bloodsport, Kickboxer's kind of like the big go-to when it comes to Van Damme movies. Um... I don't know. Let's not have this happen again. Hmm? Brain fart. Well, Joe, Joe, we didn't really get your overall opinion. Yeah, uh, Joe, Uh, what's your history with martial arts movies in general? I didn't really. My mom was like super dupe. She loves like Bruce Lee an insane amount. So as a kid, she would uh, see a lot of those movies. But just for me, myself, just seeking them out. I never really watched too many of them. Um, I don't 
I think I remember watching Bloodsport or maybe pieces of it a long time ago, but I don't think I've ever really just sat down and watched all of it. But um, I do like them. It's not like I don't like them or anything. I enjoyed this one. This was great. Uh, the entire time I was watching this movie, it just felt like one long UFC fight. <laughs> I loved it. It's great. I mean, it's like this was pretty much seeming like UFC before UFC was a thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of seemed like. Because mm. uh, I would imagine when this movie came out, it was such a huge deal. Uh, like, oh, my God, they're fighting against using all these different types of martial arts. And I mean, just that very thing alone must have been pretty cool to go and see a movie. And instead of just like Lionel, like you were saying, just seeing a movie focus on one thing, like, whoa, he's using monkey style. And whoa, he's using karate. And oh, what is he using? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that must have excited people a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, it was cool. I liked it. It uh, brings me to my favorite and clearly the best part of this movie, which is the choreography. Uh, the thing I noted in my notes is that each fight kind of tells a story regarding the fighters themselves, their styles, and how they utilize them. And one thing that stuck out is every fight between uh, Kung Fu users looks like a physical chess match. Um, mm. Whereas when you have... Uh, Frank Dukes and uh, Chong Lee in particular have uh, very peculiar fighting styles and that they're not like purely defined by the style they practice so much as like how to utilize. In Dukes's case, uh, he seems to be really good at like overwhelming the opponent with like rapid strikes in a short period, whereas uh, <laughs> Chong Lee is like utilizing the fact that he's just this like freak. He's super strong, but somehow just as fast. Psychological warfare as well. Oh, God. Yeah, against his opponent and the audience. Yeah, wearing his bandana. Wait, so there was a point where he, like, he beats the shit out of that guy near the end, and then everyone kind of, like, turns away. Oh, he broke his neck. What about? He broke his neck? Yeah, but he's killed people before, so... Yeah, I think that's the only time he kills someone in that tournament. Uh, they mm-hmm. said in the previous tournament, yeah, he killed uh, another guy. Kicked him right in the throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why... I'm not sure if it's the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why Jackson doesn't like him and act, act actually calls him out after his first fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all the fights quite a lot, but it just... I know they couldn't do it. The movie was about like an hour and 30 minutes, so they couldn't have really dug deep into all the different fighters and stuff. But it really felt like you only kind of got glimpses of each fighter and their style. They did it, but the matches would go so quickly. I mean, of course, they had to do that because, like, you know, once again, the movie wasn't that long. It's but also it, how a real it fight would probably yeah. go. Well, I know. I'm just saying it would have been cool if they kind of. Did it more they could have done it. Like, style. Yeah, or I mean, like even with the the Street Fighter movie and the Mortal Kombat movie, right, you got to know some I mean, more of the characters and a little bit of background on you know a bunch of the characters and why they were there and why they were coming. With this, it was more, you know, you just enter in the tournament and you fight, which was I was totally fine with. Like I said, I enjoyed the fights immensely. It's just that it since there were so many unique styles and so many characters, they were all hinting at. 
it would have been cool to kind of know their reasonings for being there outside of just, you know, fighting to be the best kind of thing. But I, I don't know. It, it's it, it just there were so many unique fighting styles there and the characters were so different in the way See, they looked. When I was watching it, I kind of had this thought. I, I always, when I watch things that have flaws, I always think about how I would fix them or how I would be compelling or how I would like kind of do something similar, you know, like mm-hmm. a totally new movie. I thought that the, the story is pretty like straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some stuff that was strange that I thought didn't add anything like the, the, the when he's running from the, the army guys for, and it's like playing music and like, that was fine. I, cause to me, the most striking parts of this movie were the visuals, like the fighting and some of the training, like the montages were all really good. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that it might be interesting to like, just like as a fan project, go through and like cut as much dialogue as you could with while well, still keeping the story intact to mm-hmm. try and kind of keep it like, I think it could work kind of like Fury Road or Mad Max movie where it's like the actions really tell the story. Mm -hmm. I just kind of thought that that would be interesting to do, especially since nowadays we've seen a lot like this before. Um, And also kind of to kind of remove some of the, the weird acting, but, <laughs> but which I which I'm fine with as it is. It's just something that I it gave me an idea of something I would like to see. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I kind of would have wanted it to play out a bit more like the Baki OVA we watched, where they're all the characters were really unique that he was fighting, and I mean the story was pretty much kind of like this. It was just you know he was going in there to fight. You know, just to get, you know, just to be the best kind of thing. But you got to know the characters a tiny bit more. And they uh, it just I maybe I don't know, maybe it shouldn't be exactly like that. But I I just was thinking about that movie a lot when I was watching this one. Yeah, remind me of that, too. Yeah, Yeah. uh, I think the big difference is uh, Baki is like it's it's closer to the UFC than just like a basic tournament. Granted, there is mm-hmm. an arc that's more tournament set up, though I think even then there's a couple of days that this takes place over, whereas I think uh, Bloodsport is like two, maybe three at the most. Yeah. I think it's three, and then with flashbacks, it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I... It almost starts... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just... I heard the phrase drawn and quartered quite a lot but i didn't realize that that's what that was <laughs> wait what you know the phrase drawn and quartered i've heard it well they that's what they did to him they said it they were like oh like like you were drawing and didn't they say that drawn and quartered a bunch in this movie, and that's what they, he did with the ropes tied to his arms and his legs? Um. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't think they said the term a lot, but that does happen during the training. 
Yeah. I, well, I think they said it at least once, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was some crazy training. Of yeah. course, in this context, it's just a, an ex- well, it's cool, but it's also like, we got to get Van Damme to do the splits. Or yeah, at this point, I guess yeah. it was like, I can do the splits. Let me do the splits. And then it was his thing after that. Yeah, I want to say there was a scene like it in Kickboxer, but I'm not sure. Uh, as like, big as I am on both of those movies, they sometimes do run together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of had that feeling. I was like, wait a minute. I've seen him standing over a big hairy man in a hospital room before. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure that's how... Except in Kickboxer, <laughs> Kickboxer. it's his brother. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how it starts. Yeah. But they had a nice romantic moment there at the end. Though, um, I think I do mix Kickboxer up with another movie as well. I just can't remember what that movie was. But, uh... Yeah. Um... God damn it, brain fart. Um, yeah, I feel like if you, you try and run a moment like that in the movie now, you just have, like, idiots in the audience screaming, GAY! And <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, the last time I was in a theater, people were screaming, JUST DO IT! <laughs> <laughs> so that was the 54 director's cut, and it was a mostly gay audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Um, I think in the last episode we talked about, like, had a lot of moments of uh, asking, what the hell are you doing here, said actor. There wasn't anywhere near as much in here, but there's a very big one. Yeah. Mr. Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Very young Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Yeah. It was nice to see him. He was easily the best actor in the movie. Yeah. Even though it's like super young and he's has a very minor role. He's still like outclasses he still like rolls in with that Forrest Whitaker like head nod and like mm-hmm. look lazy eye. This situation. It's like hey you buddy. Gotta you gotta listen. I'm trying to help you. I think he does in every movie. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be the uh, bad cop to the other guy's good cop, but he just, like, due to how subdued everyone else is, he kind of comes off as, like, really angry. (laughs) Or just, like, really impatient. Well, I felt like the other guy was, like, railroading him. Like, his partner kept telling him to shut up. Yeah, yeah, just immediately talking over him. Yeah, I felt like he was the rookie, and like he, but he like knew what he was doing. But the other guy was just like, "Listen, just, he says that at the beginning." Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the deal with all that? I kind of tuned out with that whole relation with him and the main character. Why were they trying to get him to come back to America? I, I uh, it's so, kind of dumb to me. What was that? Um, Frank Dukes is in the military they don't specify what but i think he's he's at the rank of uh, captain mm. i don't know what you got to be in to be what branch you have to be in to be captain but uh apparently he's uh very valuable to the degree that when they found out he was going to compete in some sort of uh martial arts tournament they wanted to stop him yeah the kumite 
and they're basically they're the uh, officers sent to track him down and bring him back before he gets his uh, gets his ass killed or yeah, cripples. We're gonna taser him. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take uh, him down non lethally. Which at a certain point, I was like, all right, you know he's not going to come. Just use the taser and drag his body. Yeah, just taser first. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, it it was, I thought, see, that, that was what I was kind of, why I kind of thought about what I was saying before about making it like a, a quieter, uh, faster paced, more action based film. It was because the the two army guys I thought it, it was like they could have done more with it, it was like they could have made them the comic relief or something mm-hmm. which they kind of did but I think you could also have cut that whole plot line out and I think you could have cut out the reporter plot line <laughs> yeah. but then we wouldn't have gotten to see Van Damme's ass uh. Oh yeah, thank, thank yeah. As I put in my notes, Van Damme, I didn't need to see Claude Butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw this movie uh, time, I, two times, and every time I was like, "Okay, okay, uh, you know this is coming. Don't look." Oh, god damn it! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the first shot. Yeah, it's, it's just the you have to ease. anticipate it. I think they might be my ugliest film couple of all time. <laughs> she um, had such straight teeth, though. Such yeah. Straight white teeth. Very straight yeah. teeth and very, like, her hair looked like a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> a big, blonde jungle. You wanted yeah. to get lost in? No, <laughs> I, I was not feeling it at all. You wanted to go on safari? Uh, maybe you did. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, but like but... The, and the color of his underwear, it just reminds me of like it, it's so it's like everyone like was tan and like had like weird underwear and was like muscly and like just weird looking back then <laughs> and bullets. Yeah, see, I liked it outside of the mullets. I like everyone. <laughs> I liked everyone just being ripped. It, it was like watching a comic book. Yeah, but the weird tan, the, the unnatural like tanning booth tan, was yeah, like, disturbing to me. That's I didn't notice it as much, but I do realize it was there. Yeah, not so much in this movie, but like if you look through like at, like sex scenes, especially in like I think the lower budget shit throughout that time there's a lot of like it's just the and, and it carried over into the early 90s too there's like fucked up mullets and like like single colored undie undies like it's disturbing <laughs> yeah the tans were I'm especially gonna... weird it looks like they got like irradiated by all the neon Oh my! Mm-hmm. Oh my! Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with Mike on that one. The whole love stuff kind of didn't need to be there. It was short and kind of seemed kind of pointless. And also, just the whole police—not the police, but the people coming to get him—and that whole chase. It just all that just seems so dumb. It just like I kind of tuned out on both of those parts because it just 
I want to, when I think blood sport, I think about the fighting. That's it. Just about, you know, the guy just trying to go in there, trying to be the best kind of thing. And that's it. None, none of this other ridiculous stuff just around it, wasting time. It just, this really seemed like it was kind of pointless. Joe's here for one reason and one reason only raw ass, ass beatings. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean that, that, like I was saying before, I mean, that's why I kind of wish they, it feels like if they would have cut those parts out, they probably wouldn't have had that a lot, a lot more time, but it's still, I think a bit more time to develop maybe one or two more characters and then just focus on some sort of rivalry and then just kind of go like, the movie Warrior that comes to mind, which is basically like that's the a, Rocky. You know, it's like it's like a Rocky UFC type movie. Yeah, but it's like you know the, the two brothers and all the, all that kind of stuff. But basically, just my point is is like with that kind of movie, it was about the fighting. There was one core story, and they were following it, and they had some nice character development. I'm not saying go that far with it. That was like really story driven yeah. type stuff. But I'm but just it's saying a, it's a, it's a bad you know, example. That's a, that's a very those are very different kinds of movies. The Rocky balance. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, just I'm saying the that's like a like I could tell you weren't rolling over too many martial arts movies when you thought about that one. But I think the perfect balance of that is kind of Enter the Dragon. Where it's like, oh, we, we know these, and then it's kind of strikes the right balance of fight scene. But I, I think even less than that would be appropriate for this film. I think you, you want to know maybe like one other, one or two other fighters. Yeah, I, maybe that wasn't such a great example, and, but and just barely. pretty much, pretty much that. I just want, just wanted a bit more. I, it, like I said, movie was fine. I really enjoyed it, but it just, it seems like the parts they could have cut out and replaced it with a bit more fighting. Cause I really wanted to see more fighting. I love all the different fighting styles and the crazy kooky characters doing their thing. I wanted to see more of that. Uh, I see what you mean, Joe. Um, I kind of jumped at the uh, warrior thing. Cause it feels like a very different kind of movie, but it, it is, it, it was does... way on the other side. Well, no, it's, it is and it isn't, but it, it speaks to something. It speaks to why I like this movie so much and um, long for the days of martial arts movies like this. Like It's not like you don't have uh, martial arts movies or just fight movies in general out now. However, in these movies, there's a point of fascination with the martial arts involved, be it... You know, how intricate the choreography depicts the use of these styles or the focus on um, Van Damme and his uh, crazy-ass take on uh, ninjutsu. Uh, The fascination is with the martial arts themselves in these movies, whereas in the movies that followed, with a few exceptions, it's either about the violence or some uh, culture or aspect associated with the fighting. Like, where the the, the go-to movie that, um, in my mind, is known as Where Everything Went Wrong <laughs> is never back down. And that's very much about, like, the UFC bro cult- culture more than <laughs> the martial arts or even the fighting. Um, movies that came out afterward were very much just about like the action or the violence 
but it's never about the martial arts. You're never really learning about like where these people learned their techniques, people figuring out techniques to counteract other techniques, styles, what have you, how a person's body type factors into what moves they do. Um, if they do go into a person's style, it's usually in order to develop a character more than anything else, and it won't be, oh yeah, I developed this technique utilizing uh, this methodology or this technique involves this, this, and that. It's, I developed this technique during this time in my life where I did this. It's, um, to use the warrior, warrior as an example, uh, one of the main characters, I can't remember their names, um, I think it's the older brother, the one with the family, yeah. is uh, being trained by a friend, and he utilizes some method that... Um, kind of allows you to remain calm and peaceful even if you're uh you know backed into a corner and they don't really go into yeah. in depth on that they mention it and it's something that makes the character distinctive but i think if warrior the warrior i can't remember the exact whatever if it were made in the late like early 90s or late 80s there'd be a lot more put on that specific method Right, I really, yeah, and I think more as you guys talk, your warrior probably wasn't the best example because it really, well, it's, it's not so much, it really, was, it really wasn't so much about just, I mean, even though what you just said, they were, they, they didn't really dive too much into the mechanics of the actual martial arts. It was more so about the drama. It was pretty much a Rocky type setup. Yeah. I think uh, going back to the first example I said about more Baki. Essentially, all I want from this is I really <laughs> like the different fighting styles, yeah. and I just, within the Baki OVA, did a fantastic job because every time a new character would be introduced, a new fighter, they would go deep into their style and how Baki had to go again, you know, had to fight against that. That's what I wanted more out of the out of this movie because there were so many unique characters, each having their own style. It would have been cool to get more technical about it with you know within uh, within each fight. But I know they couldn't have done that because there just wasn't enough time, but it almost makes me feel like if they would have cut out all that extra weird, you know, stuff that maybe they could have squeezed that in there. <laughs> that yeah. needed to stay. I maybe think that was bringing in the people. Yeah. That's the Oscar clip. I That's imagine. the Oscar <laughs> clip. Yeah. I imagine they probably would have uh, given a little bit of time to a character. I affectionately referred to as gold pants. He's that guy. He's that guy that got yeah. killed by Chong Lee. Um, the thing that stands out is that a he made it to the finals, and b he actually is maybe the only fighter outside of Van Dam that shows up with a buddy that's also in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think his buddy this gets is, taken out by evil kickboxer. You know, this is the same thing we had when we talked about Mortal Kombat, and that's that we wanted more Art Lean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just but but do you see what I mean? Like what exactly I want? I don't. I mean, oh, yeah. I love the Rocky style type of movie where it's lots of lots of drama building up to the final mm-hmm. fight scene. But I but I think specifically, at least for this movie, Bloodsport, it was like doing really well in the direction of all right, let's introduce a whole bunch of really crazy characters with all these different move sets and stuff, but. They didn't go one step further and let's say, let's dive into their characters and not so much their backstories, but more so their fighting style. So that way, as they're fighting, we can like, wow, so this is how that works. And oh, man, how is Van Damme going to go against him? You know, stuff like that, that kind of thing. That's yeah. how I felt with Baki. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I see what you mean. I think, yeah, it is a situation of you uh, 
excess the non-martial arts related characters and then you maybe get like one or two more characters whose uh styles and personality maybe don't get the same level of exposure as uh jackson or dukes but maybe uh chong lee and then you can give the other characters maybe the same level exposure as the sumo wrestler or the kickboxer so You maybe have one more person who's more of a defined character, and everyone else becomes a bit more distinctive and pronounced, even if they're just guys getting knocked out in the first round. Um, Yeah, Baki is kind of like the... Is this side of the fight-slash-martial-arts film on cocaine? Pure, Mm -hmm. uncut (laughs) Colombian coke? Um, Yeah. glad you brought up Rocky because Rocky's a bit interesting in that it's not quite on the opposite end of the like drama based fight film it kind of skirts the line in a weird way in that uh, the training in that in those movies and the fact that they form a battle plan for each uh, opponent kind of gives it that old kung fu movie feel where you mm-hmm. have this sort of insurmountable opponent that you have to develop a means a means to counteract. Yeah, it does. It does give off that, and I think that's what makes it makes those movies. That's why he made so many of them. Mm-hmm. But it really almost seems like with the Rocky films, uh, or just that style of a sports film, is that <clears throat> it's not necessarily about the sport. The sport just so happens to be a part. What makes the movie the final point of the movie really interesting it's more so the drama leading up to that while on the other side with like those classic you know action and kung fu movies it's more so not so much the story i'm more focused on the fighting that's at least feeling it's um, on opposite it's where the fascination the focus the uh point of interest is really placed i guess and yeah i feel like a lot of the best movies kind of do a good job with both yeah, because if you think back to all the old Bruce Lee films, like especially when we were fighting Chuck Norris, mm-hmm. of course they had their core story. But really, when you went to go see those movies, it was really about you went to go see those movies not for the story, but to, for the fight scenes to see how he was going to make his way out, of, you know, get his get himself out of a you know a particular situation, like what technique he was going to use, what move he was going to use, and like what was it was Enter the Dragon when he was going up the floors? I always forget that was Game of which Death. movie that was. Game of Death, so like Game of Death, perfect example when he's going. Game of Death all is floors, basically Baki. <laughs> yeah, Game, of, Game has... of Death is kind of what I was like the original what Bruce Lee yeah. wanted. That's kind of what I was describing yeah. here. Now that I think about it, yeah, Game of Death is basically like the granddaddy of Grappler Baki. It's like <laughs> high concept martial arts movies that basically is the progenitor of stuff like that a lot of like shown in martial arts in general martial arts movies all of that it's a thing of beauty um we we keep mentioning you know like these bits that could probably be excised to make a more concise and more fun martial arts movie and there's probably a big reason why they weren't in if you owe if you happen to watch this uh through to the credits You'll be told that uh, Frank Dukes is apparently a real guy, and this movie is based <laughs> on his actual life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a 
I, the, the life of Frank Dukes and how substantial or unsubstantial his claims are are a convoluted mess. And not just on the one side of Dukes, either. Um, well, just the assertion that of the fact that, or, you know, supposed fact that the Kumite is real is kind of a, I mean... Well, it, Fight Club didn't exist... Um, the Kumite, as he described it, has yet to be confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. Situations like this did exist. Um, the organization that runs it in the movie, uh, the Kokorukai, uh, mm-hmm. translated as Black Dragon Society, actually did exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's been confirmed that they uh, held tournaments like that. That's right. They did at the beginning. They said something about triads. The triads allowed them to host the thing in Hong Kong. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Black Dragon Society did eventually, you know, uh, utilize the criminal element to further their means. They were a, I guess, a political group that also uh, were involved in a lot of uh, espionage, specifically. Uh, during a war between Japan and Russia. They were like a ultra right wing Asianist type group that uh seemed to be for the greater good during the war, but once it let out they kind of like showed themselves to be like super nationalistic and kind of kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Like attacking political figures and shit. Um, what was it? There was, like, other claims that, like, uh, a trophy that uh, Dukes had for the tournament was something he bought. Somebody uh, claimed to obtain a receipt for said trophy, but uh, I've seen a couple of, uh, I think it was, there was an article in Black Belt Magazine, there was an interview, and at least one other source, I can't remember where, that indicated that the receipt may have actually been faked. To the degree that it hmm. actually spells uh, Frank Dukes' name wrong on it. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Um, my personal take on this, I mean, uh, two things I would suggest anyone interested in this do is... Um, Go first, uh, either look at his detractors and then look at a movie. Let me find the name of the film. It was like a documentary, which was actually like a collection of interviews, videos, and stuff having to do with Frank. Basically giving his side of the story in the face of all his uh, detractors. There's just too much. I yeah, think, <laughs> I think there may be bits of truth, and Frank might just be a huge braggart. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, I was, first of all, they never really said in the movie what the hell he did in the military, but they were like, oh, he's important. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but also, I saw this thing on BuzzFeed where he was talking to somebody, and he kept... He was like, oh, yeah, you know, people have this idea of what a ninja is, but that's, you know, anybody can be a ninja. But so, so I guess he was kind of saying, I guess, refuting claims of, that people were saying that he wasn't 
the Black Ops Ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was saying, because, I mean, I don't know if he, he meant that in terms of, like, feudal Japan ninjas. Like, mm-hmm. of course, there are clans of ninjas, and some guy had to, like, take care of the finances, but he was a ninja. Yeah. Or if he's more speaking in terms of, like... You, you never know. know. I, I, or was I was like Sam Fisher or some shit like, you know. Um, the name of the documentary is uh, called "Put Up Your Dukes." With Dukes actually spelled like his name. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw it a couple of years back, and um, the sheer number of claims makes a lot of what he's saying a bit hard to believe. But they also they also do a good job of kind of like uh, poking holes in the arguments of the of some of the skeptics. Also, I felt kind of bad for the guy because when you watch this movie, you, you you'll see his, his life got real bad. Uh, I want to say sometime in the mid to late nineties. He's a he's been a point of controversy just for for a really long time, and it seemed like uh, for a while he'd been kind of uh, <laughs> drawn and quartered, so to speak. You couldn't uh, bring up either Bloodsport or the name Frank Dukes without people going on about him being a total joke. Hmm. Interesting. Do you ever like fight publicly? Um. None, not that I know of. Like, if you dig pretty hard, you can find uh, some displays of some of the shit he uh, has claimed or claimed not claimed to do. Uh, well, like the dim mock thing that Van Dam does in the movie, I actually have seen a couple of videos. Not even, not only just of him doing it, but other people doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, where you like have like a stack of bricks or something like that, and you like break one at the bottom without breaking any of the ones above it. The death touch. Yeah, I don't know if that's I how you did that. dim mock, and I don't know how somebody does that, but I've seen it done. Mm. Mm. Weird. So it is a real thing, though. Interesting. Kind of. Well, um, yeah, that technique, I don't know if the actual death touch is real. <laughs> I think it may that that may just be like a movie movie thing. Yeah, I'm I'm sure sure that is. Yeah, similar to I the like five I, point exploding heart technique. Yeah, I feel like I just saw something the other day where somebody was like, I think it was actually Joe Rogan who was mentioning like, yeah, anytime you see in a movie somebody talking about a fucking death touch, but like, come on, it's or uh, uh, the sleepy touch from Batman. <laughs> Oh yeah, the great sleep. See, that was a death touch. <laughs> Such a good episode. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty. Those are pretty good. I mean, ninjas. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say you could really call this a ninja movie. Maybe a a taijutsu movie, which is the hand to hand principle in ninjutsu. Um, yeah, no reason for him to really use weapons, but it might have been interesting to see some of that rather than maybe you excise the military bits and you see more of him doing ninja shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
Anything else you guys want to say about the movie before we get into recommendations? Um, How, uh, no, you go ahead. How many more Bloodsport movies are there? Um, I think there there's at least a second one. Well, I want to say I can confirm at least two. There may be as many as five, but this is the only one that matters. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm not fucking with them other ones. Like, uh, oh. I've seen other kickboxer movies, and mm. those were pretty neat. Maybe one day I'll be super drunk and bored and want to watch any of these other Bloodsport films, but I think I watched the trailer for Bloodsport 2, and everything about it just seemed wrong. I mean, there's no Van Damme, so... Yeah, but it also seemed like... A lot more movie and a lot less legit martial arts. Mm-hmm. That sounds boring. And not even like a lot more movie like here's some drama, just more like here's some movie glitz and like, ooh, we got skeezy 80s guys and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is speaking of I feel like a lot of it, I think we talked about this already, but a lot of the stuff we didn't like was, well, you mentioned it because it was based on the life of Frank Dukes, but I felt like a lot of it was like just movie shit. Like, we gotta have a love interest. Like, mm-hmm. We gotta have a buddy. Well, I like the buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I like him too, but Jackson's I mean, just, cool. it, it, some of it felt a little checkboxy. Like, mm-hmm. the, uh, not him, but uh, the uh, like the the army guys chasing him around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like that uh, <laughs> little chase scene is all but pointless. Mm-hmm. Well, it's to show off that they got somebody to write music for it. Yeah, it's. A, <laughs> I think it's. Um, I don't know who wrote it. I know that song and "Fight to Survive" are uh, performed by Stan Bush. Who's apparently mm-hmm. like '80s movie Jesus? Yeah, he's got that <laughs> that thing going on. Yeah. Proud to be an American. <laughs> no man, I got that. I got that song on this on a Spotify playlist. I love that song. Oh yeah, this is that. This whole soundtrack is going to be like like what I work out to. <laughs> As a matter of fact, awesome. after watching this, I like uh, I've been in a slump in regards to exercising, but I actually got some pull-ups in after watching this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. That a boy. Yep, this movie is now is my new pre-workout. <laughs> but um, in regards to recommendations, I mean, first and foremost, my recommendation is to go out and wa- go back and rewatch this, watch it again. <laughs> but um, for, one of the first things that comes to mind is uh, an attempt at a similar type of. Well, it's a similar plot point. It kind of uh, goes into other stuff. But uh, I found an old kung fu movie which basically felt like 70s kung fu blood sport. It's called uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. Mm. And it, it's very much a kung fu movie, but what, where it stands out is uh, you have uh, 
three sort of mercenary characters that become antagonists uh, from different countries. Well, they're supposed to be from different countries. They're all played by Chinese people to uh, varying racist degrees. You've got a uh, Japanese fighter who uses a tonfa, uh, a Thai kickboxer, and an Indian guy. And I'm pretty sure this predates uh, Street Fighter, but an Indian guy that stretches. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Speaking of that, I thought it was... There's like a, a guy from like the Middle East in this that was like clearly much more like he was from. I think it was named Hassan. Yeah. Yeah, he looked very. Um, now I show you a trick or two. <laughs> yeah, he looked more Filipino Asian <laughs> to me. Yeah. He just had a turban. Um, I also really like the... Uh, you know who I would have liked to have learned that they could have... If they cut out the girl and cut out the two army dudes who they could have given a lot more screen time to was uh, the guy that cleans up the blood. <laughs> he took his tooth. Yeah. That was gross. He Shoot, he didn't care. He was about to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like their... like. The 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 fast talking Chinese guy that's yeah. like uh, their liaison or whatever. Who also had a mullet. Yeah, see, I feel like mullets are more acceptable in Asian guys. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, he was he was interesting. He's a quintessential eighties dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked him, and I liked the. Uh, High roller that tried to bribe the uh, one of the officials. If the money, like, yeah, it's like you see him actually hovering around in a lot of scenes prior to it. It's one of the things I noticed uh, going back to it. Um, what was it? I mean, a- another obvious uh, recommendation is uh, Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar uh, tournament setup. Uh, both feature Bolo prominently. Bolo Young. Uh, you got anything to recommend, Mike? Uh, well, we already talked about Baki. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Mm. Um, this felt a lot like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat felt like a somewhat more refined version of this but toned down quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, and of course Van Damme is just for the if you grew up playing Street Fighter and then you watch this and then you watch the movie Street Fighter you're, it's yeah. that's uh, it feels especially in the beginning when it was they're kind of setting up more of the international cast um, we talked about it already but Kickboxer for sure um, if you like Van Damme, Time Cop. If you <laughs> like, if you like to see him do the splits more, um, um, fucking Lionheart and Kickboxer. If you want uh, Van Damme movies that are very similar to this, mm-hmm. those were like Double my team. Holy, those were like my holy trinity of Van Damme movies. Mm. Um, sudden death. <laughs> sudden death. 
that's, uh, that's where he fights a group of criminals during a hockey game. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds interesting. I remember that was like a fucking event for me. Like, uh, uh, USA would run martial arts movies from time to time and they were making a big deal about getting that one. I was sitting there hovering around the TV waiting for that movie to come on. <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen, but I want to, is uh, JCVD. Oh, me too. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's been on my list for quite some time. Um, if you want to, like, I feel like this is kind of the start of something that turned into something else, and, and that is like the 80s martial arts action explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if you go down that rabbit hole, you might find yourself watching a Steven Seagal movie, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that may be. Uh, they, I felt like they, I feel like they were kind of big at the same time. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, you want to talk about uh, martial arts braggarts? Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal talked. Um, I heard he's like a legit in regards to Aikido, which you never really see him use in these movies. In his movies, mm-hmm. he makes himself look like an army badass. I heard he was a legit practitioner of Aikido. The problem is, is he talked. Uh, he talked checks no one's ass could cash. <laughs> like no one. <laughs> Uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything else outside of those. Uh, yeah, we mentioned uh, Game of Death. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Joe, you got any recommendations? I do. So a lot of these things are, I mean, they're related, kind of. Well, I guess they are, they're just fighting related. So. Um, I you know I mentioned it the movie Warrior even though it's not <laughs> it's still exactly a fun like watch. this movie it's still it's still a fantastic movie I really like it a lot it's a great movie um, uh, also just I mean if you haven't already just watch a little UFC I swear I mean I brought it up uh, quite a lot <laughs> throughout this conversation but some of the um, UFC fighters that I really like uh, Randy Couture. Um, he is actually retired and he's in the UFC Hall of Fame, so you can't see any new fights from him. But if you go on YouTube and just watch some of his old fights, the guy, he is a he is a beast. I mean, he's fast. He's quick. The way he moves around, it's just it's um, watching him like his nickname was um, the natural. And if you watch this guy fight, it just he's fast. He's quick. He's, he's he can punch. He can kick. It's amazing what he can do. There's like damn good reason why he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, then another really cool UFC fighter, Chuck Liddell, or his name the nickname was the Iceman. Yeah, he is. Oh man! Even though there was a fight um, that like people it was a, uh, that really wanted to have to happen, and it's one of the most amazing UFC, UFC fights ever. It was that he was fighting against Randy Couture. I mean, these two guys are like the top people in UFC and the, the, the match they had, I think it was for a couple rounds. It's, it's amazing. It's simply amazing. And it's on YouTube. You could see it on there. And the last UFC fighter I want to recommend, he's still actively fighting. Uh, his name is Anderson Silva. I knew uh, it. His na- nickname is called the spider. 
he he got he, was awesome a, too. he got another nickname recently. They've uh, oh, taken yeah. the calling him the goat now. The goat. <laughs> I don't know what um, abbreviation for greatest of all time. Uh well, I'm not surprised on that one. Um, the, he's very he's a very tall man. He's six two, and but he, he so he has like serious crazy fit, range. He would fit right in in any of the things we recommend. Because not only does he have a very distinctive look to him, he's a, yeah. an extremely distinctive fighter. Um, he is. He is. Whereas most people will avoid punches by like ducking, dodging, or putting their hands up, he just kind of leans back and shifts his weight from like shoulder to shoulder, and like narrowly <laughs> yeah. evades punches. Like if you ever seen like like a cartoon where somebody dodges a punch by tilting their head to the side. He actually does that. No, he's a he's an amazing fighter, and a lot of people are hoping, which I know he will, to to put him in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, he definitely deserves it. I mean, he's a fantastic fighter, and he's still active, so he's still fighting. Um, he's really good. So just for like just getting into UFC, uh, just look at those old fights. I mean, even if you don't really start getting into it, like just watch the classic fights. I mean, UFC's been around for quite a while. And there's like a ton of stuff on YouTube and other places where you can just so much amazing content you can watch. Um, the other thing I would recommend, the last thing is uh, uh, their IGN has a podcast called um, Unfiltered, and they interview like famous people from the game industry um, each month. And this month it was Ed Boon, the creator of uh, Mortal Kombat, and like uh, uh, Lionel. I don't, I don't know if you were recording or not, but you said that yeah. Uh, it was their, the first initial prototype of Mortal Kombat was supposed to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, basically based off of Bloodsport. And it's just the whole interview is fantastic. They uh, All the questions that he's asked, he talks about how we got started doing Mortal Kombat and just, you know, all this all the stuff from where he currently is right now. It's a great interview. It's about like an hour long. Definitely recommend listening to that. Um, uh I think that's all i got yeah that's it um to jump on your ufc recommendations um k1 which is a kickboxing the kickboxing organization unfortunately k1 much like uh formula one and soccer is one of those uh, sports that's popular everywhere but america for some reason uh, I feel like it's, I think, as close in reality as you're going to get to the kind of fights you've seen in Bloodsport. Uh, on the uh, on the MMA end of it, uh, there was an organization called uh, Pride, or Pride Fighting Championship, which was uh, situated in Japan, but they uh, amassed fighters from all over the world. And very similar to UFC, but they had a more out there cast of characters. Does this still exist? No. At least not I didn't that think I know so. of. But um, it was kind of the... It was around the same time as UFC, but this is before UFC really took off. Yeah, I, I remember all that shit. Because I remember they I used, used to, to go they used on to make, and on about it. Me and well, they. I don't remember that. But I remember they used to, like make a bunch of video games about that shit mm-hmm. and I, I never really got to play them yeah. or maybe I did and I wasn't a fan or something yeah a couple of guys who got big in UFC uh, got their start in Pride 
uh, Chuck Liddell was actually one of them. Um, uh, Rampage, Quentin Rampage Jackson. I originally discovered him in UFC. Um, not UFC, um, Pride. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was at least one more, but whatever. We've uh, rambled on enough about uh, that. Um, I guess that's everything. Uh, anything you guys want to say to the audience uh, mm. before we let them know they are next? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, this did make me want to play Tekken. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, Virtual Fighter. Go play that. Mm. Yeah, I need to play more Virtual Fighter. Wonder if I could yeah. wrap my brain around it now. Yeah, I wish they'd come out with another one. It's yeah, been a he... while since it's been a long while since that update of five. Yeah, I feel like it it was like Gran Turismo for a while. Like they took their time, but they're all good. Mm-hmm. And that it's been a long time since we had anything. Yeah. Fucking Sega AM two or whatever the fuck whoever. Does he get played at Evo? Uh, I don't think... Well, I, I don't think he gets played as part of the event. There's probably some, like, uh, casual play going hmm. on there. Um, I, I'd like to see more of it. Hmm. I'd like to see another goddamn game. I mean, you know, we were reminded of the IP when they um, put some of the characters in that new DOA. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Go play Tekken. Yeah. Just play any kind of fighting game. Or if you have a punching bag, beat the crap out of it. Go work out. Run. Climb a tree. Smash some coconuts with your hands. Smash some coconuts. Kick a big block of ice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Go Go watch Fight Club. Throw some salt in some guy's eye. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You feel like the start screaming. I feel like the immigrant protagonist isn't something I see anymore. Immigrant protagonist? Yeah, well, at least like huge stars. I mean, maybe now that I guess there is. But I, I don't know. I feel like Stallone and like Van Damme was like a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Like they were Schwarzenegger. I, yeah, Schwarzenegger. No. Anyway. Yeah, I guess, yeah, back then we weren't really tripping so long as we got to claim them. Mm-hmm. They're ours now. Ha <laughs> ha. Hollywood. <sighs> yeah, maybe if I train hard enough, I'll be able to beat someone up with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, Do it. Was- I would like to see that. That shit was tight. Yeah, we didn't talk enough about that guy. I liked his master guy. Oh, with that with that mighty stash. Mm-hmm. I I just like that his master over the entire period of time that he trained him from being little to his you know his current age, he never aged once. He just he looked exactly the same. Even though he no gray hair no to nothing. feel like an old man. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't change at all. They couldn't give him some touch of gray. It's it's Nothing his many, it's his ninjutsu man. As soon as he dies, he's gonna wither all at once. 
Oh, man. Mike, it's going to look like Shang Tsung at the end of Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that training was rough. But, like, as an adult, if I could find a place that would, like, that could guarantee me that by the end of the training I'd be able to fight people blind, I'd probably do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, another thing that I thought was going to be a bigger deal was his brother. I thought, oh, so his brother grows up to be Bolo. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but it, it, it didn't happen. I feel like there's an there's 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 another world out there where that's like either the twist or just the premise <laughs> where uh, Shingo becomes like the evil Bolo character using the martial art for personal gain gain in killing people and dishonoring the family mm-hmm. name yeah. so, so wait what happened to his brother so or, they, not really his brother but yeah um, Tanaka's son they don't say they mentioned that he died a year prior to... No, no, no. They don't say when he died. Um, they don't say how or why he died, what killed him. As a kid, he mentions he wanted to fight in the Kumite and make his family proud. Mm. And I remember as a kid, I'd always assumed that the guy they were talking about, Bolo killing the previous year was uh, him, but I don't know if that timeline really adds up. Yeah, because I, I thought he... Yeah, did, they didn't say how he died? No, they don't. Just that he did? Yeah, I was paying very close attention, because I was hoping I'd get some indicator. Because hmm. I never really paid it any mind until we had to uh, record this. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'd always taken it as Bolo, that like that was uh, who they were talking about when they said Bolo killed a guy, and Van Damme just couldn't confirm that that's how his either that's how his brother died or that that was the guy who killed his brother. Yeah. See, I, I feel like if it was, we would have gotten more later about that because yeah. they did that whole setup with uh, his buddy to to. Give that last to, fight scene some gravitas. Yeah, emotional content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Somewhere, maybe maybe someday they'll unearth some uh, cutting room floor stuff where we find out uh, <laughs> his brother had a Mortal Kombat-like scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in that same place, they'll also dig up some lost footage of Danny Glover, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that. Yeah. God, I'd love to oh, see that. Oh, dear God. I'm too old for this Thunder God shit. I can't remember any of Raiden's lines. <laughs> Poop this lightning in your mouth. <laughs> I don't think so. Liu Kang, there's a bomb in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Sub-Zero. 
Shao Kahn! Shao Kahn! God damn it. I really want to see him in Mortal Kombat right now. Choose your destiny! Flawless <laughs> victory! Johnny, you're afraid you were fake, so you fight people to let them know that you're not. <laughs> Baybality! Uh, Baybality! <laughs> Friendship! Friendship! <laughs> yeah, dude. I think we're uh, imagining Danny Glover as Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Oh. <laughs> Five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> oh man. So Okay, we're done, and time for plugs. So, the song you're listening to right now is Simply the Highway. If you want to hear more like it, head on over to soundcloud.com slash submorphine, S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E. The song you'll hear next is called Anime Raku, and if you want to hear more like that, check out Squarion at facebook.com slash Squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. If you want to stay in touch with us, you can find the network on facebook.com slash Radio, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Radio, on Twitter at Radio, and you can subscribe to us on Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, you can find us on Twitter at... Uh, well, I'm at Otaku Connect. Joe's at NAGP Returns, and Mike's at Hyper Nineties. And this podcast has a officially unofficial Gmail account on um, OtakuConnection at Gmail dot com. And I think that's it. No uh, special plugs this time around, so uh, thank you for listening and have a good night. It's it's nice to watch, but anyway, no, let's, let's yes it is. Let's talk no, about this. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's Sorry, is. I won't budge on this. All right, let it go. Come on. <laughs> It's a it's very underrated. Well, anyway, X two commentary. <laughs>